Hi guys, Matty Jackson back here with the Academy North From Behind the Lockdown podcast, back with Stephen Cole. How are you today, Steve? Hi, well, buddy, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you, mate, good. We're back out coaching now, aren't we, Steve? So we've been a little bit busier. <laughs> Shoulders gonna fall off. Um, check out our website academynorth.co.uk, social media at Academy North One, and the podcasts on Apple and Spotify. So our our guest for today, our first father and son combo on the podcast, a man who's played thirty four first class games, twenty one one day games, fifty two t twenty games, over two and a half thousand career runs, one hundred and thirty five dismissals. Been to the PSL T10 in Abu Dhabi and England Lions as well. Thanks for joining us, Tom Moores. How are you, Tom? I'm good, thanks, mate. Good. Yeah, all good. Good stuff. Thanks, thanks for coming on with us, mate. Um, so, obviously, as we record this, it's still pretty, pretty uncertain times, especially for you boys. So, how has your lockdown period gone? Yeah, it's good actually. Um, you know, it's been a chance to to reflect and you know work on some other things that you don't normally think about obviously when we're when we're in obviously the full swing with cricket so um yeah it's been it's been different obviously for all of us isn't it but i think you know i found different ways different things you know i've been doing a lot of a lot of stuff in the garden um which i've normally had time to do so the, nice. the grass is looking half decent which is good <laughs> um, nice. and yeah that's about it really a lot of fitness as well yeah we, we, we saw on your Instagram mate on your Instagram story I think it was last week um, talking of, of having a chance to do other things is that a bit of table tennis with the dad as well yeah yeah that's uh, normally pretty pretty competitive environment that <laughs> who won who wins who wins my old man every day I try and hit too many winning shots mate. probably Probably tell by my cricket style. It's all about, <laughs> it's all about the big winner every time, and he's too, he's just solid, mate. He doesn't, he doesn't miss. So, <laughs> I can, yeah, ima- I can uh, imagine that up. with your cricket style, his coaching style. It probably reflects oh, in the table tennis. It's a, he loves it. Yeah, it's, it's a great game to watch. To be fair, you've got obviously my style, which is, you know, I'm there obviously trying to absolutely smash everything um, and trying to get under his skin, trying to get in his head, and then he's there just like. <laughs> The sort of the sort of Roger Federer of table tennis. He just doesn't phase. <laughs> just doesn't just doesn't come out of his bubble. He just gets everything back. So yeah, it's a it's a good game to be fair. But no, we've been playing a lot of that. Does he still have his coach's head on when he, you're playing there? With your technique. One hundred percent. It's less about the technique. It's more about you know. It's actually good to be fair because he you know we talk about certain things that I might do, and although it's. Um, it's only a, you know, it's a fun game at the end of the day and we'll just mess around. You know, there's always, whatever you're doing, like, he, he will, like, you know, you can link it to, to an element of, of, like, any, like, normal life or sport or business or anything like that. So, Brilliant. he'll talk, like, you know, obviously, my, my patience to want to, obviously, win all the time, um, yeah. you know, we'll go into that sort of, that sort of chat, which is, which is always fun. So, I don't, I don't mind it, to be fair, because I'm always up for, you know, I could chat to him for hours to be fair and, and, and just listen. So. <laughs> we we did and we enjoyed it. Yeah, we had him yeah. on. Yeah, we had him on as well. Like, yeah. a few weeks back. So. He was brilliant. He was brilliant. Yeah. So you go, Tom, going into a little bit of cricket, obviously at Notts, but you went on loan, didn't you? To Langs to make your debut. What was that like there, mate? Yeah, that was quality. First, a great club, obviously, um, and yeah, great set of lads, and you know, uh, thanks to. You know, Ashley, Ashley Giles gave me the opportunity to go there. Probably, you know, it was unexpected for me at the time. I hadn't played much. Well, I hadn't played any first in cricket at all. So, yeah. um, you know, he, he showed faith in me and, 
and you know gave me that opportunity from a, from second team cricket. So yeah, uh, obviously a big credit to him for that. And um, yeah, you know I enjoyed it. It was quite daunting. Uh, obviously, big club. Yeah. And going there, not let alone obviously, if you go on loan and you've played a bit of cricket, going there as a as a young yeah. sort of seventeen, eighteen year old lad, and then you go into a club like Lanes where everything's big, and it? so you go into yeah. the dressing rooms. The dressing yeah. rooms are nice and big, and it's all a wow factor. And obviously, predominantly, I went there for T Twenty cricket as well. So yeah. it was. Uh, it was. It wasn't like your championship cricket where. Um, you know, you're playing at outgrounds or something like that straight away. You know, I was straight in it in an Old Trafford with, you know, the twenty thousand people in there. Um, so it was, it was. I I put that, you know, that opportunity that I got from from Lanks was, you know, probably set me up big time for Brilliant. for my career really because I think it was. I wouldn't say I wasn't ready for it, but I think it. I probably was wasn't fully des- well it was deserved but I don't think it, it was sort of it was given to me on potential I think an opportunity yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to to you know me to go there and I wasn't you know they didn't know if I was going to flop or if I was going to smash the world like so I think um, yeah it was a great experience Brilliant. you don't you don't know you don't know if you're ready mate until you get in there do you yeah exactly that's the thing so I think it was it was great you know for them and, and that's where it gave me a lot of confidence because somebody else that shouldn't well don't you know they don't have to show faith and you did so yeah. Yeah, you obviously expect your own club to have you back and stuff like that but it was nice to see another club you know showing showing a bit of you know um uh, what's the bit word belief. You know, they obviously, yeah. yeah belief that's the word um, yeah, <laughs> glad, glad, glad to help <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, um, yeah that's the one so I think uh, which was nice obviously as well I got a got a Roses game under my belt which is rare you know not many players yeah, yeah. you know players can say they played in one of them which is um, apart from the London derby it's they're probably the two biggest county yeah. uh, or domestic games you can play in aren't they so yeah, that was always yeah. a nice experience yeah so on to, on to your not stuff as well mate highlight the uh, the blast win highlight of a, which what was my favourite or as in highlight yeah, it. was that just the best time for you yeah, yeah, oh, mate, yeah, hundred percent. The you know, it was my first um, first sort of major trophy in a in a you know, professional environment. And uh, although for me, I had a pretty poor day. <laughs> um, <laughs> when it comes with the bat, it was probably the best day of my career. Um, yeah. Which I, which is you know sounds weird as a personal as a player, but the feeling of yeah, you know, I just didn't I just didn't care like. Um, for me, it didn't, I didn't hit it off with a bat. And I stuck to my guns. Obviously, first game went out there. I was batting at three, and again, like I hadn't experienced. That was the first time I'd experienced sort of big games like that. I'd, yeah. I'd done well in the tournament leading up to it, and unfortunately, when it came to the, you know, you saw the days you dream of as a kid, it didn't quite click for me with the with the bat. With the gloves was fine, yeah. but obviously, it's, it's with the bat is where you want to is where you really want to you know show what you can do. Um, and yep. obviously that first game got naught and tried try to boom it out of the park and then um, <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously the second game thought well the only the only thing you can do is just go harder isn't it you can't go <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I did that and yeah got a pair bagged them on Farms Day so it's, uh, it's just it's a nice one to have, uh, to have in the bank but no I think it's you know I always look at it and uh, thankfully it hasn't reflected too much of my T20 career you know I've done done well 
uh, after that, I'd obviously gone done well in other seasons and other big games, which is nice. But yeah. it was a it was a slight um, disappointment on it. But what was a great day, which actually, to be fair, on the day that you know, like I said, I didn't care. You know, the family in the dressing room, and we all had a great time, and it was just amazing to win, and everyone was just buzzing for each other, and it was a, a big team effort, which was which was awesome. Brilliant. Just you said there, obviously got a, d- a duck in game one and went harder in game two. If there was, a, if, hypothetically, if there was a game three, <laughs> how oh, oh, good even harder. Yeah, yeah good. Just check it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, you got you can't you can't take a backwards step. I might have to uh, assess the situation and maybe pick my bowler a bit more. But yeah, it's Chris. No, would, it was Chris uh, Wilkes in the play. final, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. You got two options. You got Chris Wokes, who you know is renowned for one of the best well, bowlers England have produced, let alone white ball bowlers. So yeah. I'm thinking the guy's got you know he's got it, he's got it all. So I'm, I might as well take it to him. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, I but yeah, he ended up, he ended up laughing me off. I think and thinking, oh, go away and do a bit of research, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was a uh, no, nah, it was good fun, and uh, like I said, I, I'm you know that sort of player I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm someone who who you know I would never play the name on the shirt or or yeah, take a backward yeah. step. I, I'd always like to you know take it to the opposition, and and I sort of you know I pride myself on one of my biggest strengths is is you know that I'd like to to put people under pressure. You know that if they if they miss ultimately that you know they're going to be they're going to be in trouble. So. Sometimes it doesn't always pay off, and obviously it's a high risk game at, at times. But in, in the modern T Twenty game and the white ball game as we play now, it's you know there's no real room for there is room, but if, there's no room for you know yeah. sort of getting you there is room for getting yourself in. But you know what I mean? You yeah, can't yeah, be yeah. too you got to be positive, haven't you, all the time? So yeah, um, yeah. Tom, just a quick one on your dad. Obviously, what's it like having him as coach? Is it is it hard in a way, or is it just sort of? win-win for you because obviously he's one of the best coaches in the world and there's probably no one that knows your game better than him does he? No yeah yeah exactly spot on I think um, yeah he sort of hit the nail on the head there I think that it's both there's there's uh, it is hard at times I think without without sort of getting the violins out for myself it's uh, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's tough at times um, but I think you know ultimately I try and look at the positives and everything because it's something he's always installed in me that um you know, to always look at the best in, in everything and the best in people and the best situation because obviously it's a lot more fun that way and it's a lot more less energy consuming. So, um, you know, I think there are the negatives of, of you know, obvious stuff, but, you know, you, you get the nepsism card thrown all the time and um, there's certain challenges as a, as a son, you know, I don't. I don't fear the head coach. If, if that makes sense. <laughs> 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 you know, not that. Not that. Not that many people. I wouldn't say you don't want to be feared as a head coach. He, he wants you know all the players to be like treated like family and, and look. He looks at them like sons. Do you know what I mean? And he, yeah, you know, yeah. he, he loves them like family. So he'd do anything for a player. But there's ultimately always that. Uh, you know, more so probably with the younger players in the squad. But there's always that element of. Oh, the gaffer! Oh, I was You know, you be careful what you say, sort of thing. Um, you know, so I've, I've been there. You know, when I went on loan to Langs, it's the same with any head coach or whatever. You, you always want to be in the good books. Don't you? So, <laughs> I think, um, I think that's the only challenge is that obviously there's that, and then, but I, obviously, with being being my dad, is I don't have that, so I don't have that off that that, that switch that says, oh, 
our head coach. So yeah, so I think that can be a challenge because I've got to respect, yeah. you know, like like you said, what he's done in the game, um, which is ten times more than I've done, and you know, you know that his position and what he's achieved. I need to give him that respect, let alone you know taking the sun hat off, let alone if I'm if I'm annoyed at him as a son and a dad or whatever, I just want to tell him to shut up or go away. <laughs> I, I can't do that because obviously, you know, I have to give him that respect that he he deserves when he goes through the gates at, at any club or any yeah. any you know cricket ground. You know, he's he's earned that right to be to be there. So I think um, yeah, that's that's something I've you know we've worked on, and, and and you know it must be a challenge for him as well. We've spoken about he wouldn't necessarily have to approach me in a way that he would another player. He can come straight up to me as a son and not really worry how he delivers it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because he knows as my son, I'll always be there and he'll always be able to recover it and go, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. say it like that or whatever. So, yeah. um, vice versa, you've got your challenges like that. But on the whole, like I said, on the positive side of it, you know, I look at it, you know, he he does he he does know my game better than you know. I always say he knows my game better than I know my own game. Yeah. So, um, you know, as a as a dad, he can pick up the mood of a lot of people, but especially me as a player. So, um, you know, as I walk in, uh, we we have a thing obviously when we go in the gates at Trent Bridge and whatever that we you know we we're, we're not we're head coach and player when yeah. we when we're in the ground, not father son. So. Um, and that's obviously a respect to the other players as well, you know, because, you know, that yep. we sort of respect the environment. But there's ultimately the, the natural sort of uh, family instincts that kick in where he knows if I'm coming in and I'm tired or he knows if I'm coming in and I'm a bit grumpy or something's pissed me off. So there's no hiding from him, <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is, uh, which is ultimately it's a positive and a negative. But um, yeah, there's none of that sort of, he could pick me up straight away and go, yeah, mate, I can tell you, you know, you're flagging today or you just played too much Call of Duty last night. Or, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, you're grounded. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so, but no, it's a, yeah, I'd definitely say it's a positive because like I said, he knows me, knows me like the back of his hand course does, so it's good. Brilliant. Well, just just moving away from the domestic stuff, mate, and of, as we mentioned in the intro, uh, Multan Sultans at the PSL, out to Abu Dhabi, Bangla Tigers. How is it going into that environment, mate, and how different is it? Yeah, it is. It's very different, uh, to be fair, and it's, it's an experience I love. Um, it's a definitely it's a challenging one to start with, I feel like. It's, de- it's a definite... Um, culture shock it's a bit it's completely different to anything an English player would have experienced I think unless I've not experienced obviously uh, full international cricket but I can imagine it's uh, it's more towards that sort of scale of, yeah. of pressure um, so um, yeah I feel like you know when I first went uh, to the what was it? The first one was the Punjabi Legends T10, which was my first franchise competition. Yeah, um, I was lucky in the sense that I had Mushtaq Ahmed, who's the head coach, who who obviously uh, I've known since I was younger and stuff like that. So um, hadn't seen him for a while, leading up to it, but uh, you know we'd always keep in contact with with yeah. the family and stuff like that. And he's a lovely, you know, he's a, one of the nicest blokes and. Yeah. you know, for me and sort of thing. So I was lucky that I was going there with that, with him. So that was nice. But 
um, you know, it was different and you're surrounded by big players. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It is a, it, it's a team within an individual. So you sort of, it's all fend for yourself, but you've got to play for the team when you're playing for the team a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if it's one of them I found, if you're doing well, um, you know, it, it's a lot easier, everything runs smoother. If you're not, it can be quite a lonely place because you can find yourself, you know, players don't know how to pull you out of that and they're not, so, some of them aren't interested. Do you know what I mean? They're not, um, because it, you know, you don't, they don't know you and you're not yeah. their priority, which is understandable. So I think, um, it, it's, that's where it's a challenge. However, uh, it's something that I, it really taught me a lot, I think, about myself and a lot about my cricket. Brilliant. Uh, and a lot about you've got to take, you know, preparation. It, you know, it transformed the way I trained. So when I went there for the first time, I went there and didn't quite hit it off straight away and got a few starts and hit a few out of the park. And obviously the T10 format's all about, you know, wow. yeah, it's right on my street in terms of how you play. <laughs> Um, and you know, so it's a bit. It's, it's basically a form of baseball, isn't it? You, you're there. You're trying to hit. <laughs> you, you're trying. You're trying to smack it out of the park, and if not, you're trying to hit it for four. So that, that's <laughs> that's pretty much what you're doing. And then I think, um, yeah. So I think that what I learned was one: the level of standard you had to be at, uh, you know, to compete at that level, and two: yeah. the preparation and training that them boys had. Um, it sort of transformed the way I trained. So Brilliant. the game that did it for me, we had, so, uh, we were playing a team called Northern Warriors and they scored seven, found 72 or 82 against us in 10 overs. Uh, it was maybe, a, no, I can't remember. I can't, I'd have to double check it. You have, have to look at it, but it's, it's, a, it's ridiculous, basically. Yeah. And, uh, it was obviously Andre Russell and all, they had, the Northern Warriors at the time had all the West Indian, a lot of the West Indian top five batters. Um, so they had Simmons, Nicholas, uh, Nick Poran, uh, Andre Russell, them sort of guys. And they all just came out and literally from ball, I think, I think Andre Russell got 40 off Hang on, eight I, balls. I've just Googled this and I think I've found it. 183 yeah. off 10 overs. That's it, that's it, yeah, that's it, not 82, 100, yeah, that's it, that's it, yeah, that's it, yeah, 183 off 10 overs. <laughs> so it was literally like, yeah, Poran, Poran's absolutely smoked it. Yeah, Poran 77 off 25, Andre Russell 38 <laughs> off 9. Yeah, it was, it was actually carnage. And, uh, I'm there obviously keeping, and I'm just thinking, I don't think we batted, we had, they batted first, and I'm thinking, bloody hell, like, <laughs> like, this is all going to hear. So I'm thinking, like, every, it was literally every other ball was going for six. There were 26s in 60 balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I'd never seen anything like, I'd never, yeah, it was like a pinball machine. The ball was just going, dong, hitting off the stadium, kind of, yeah, all sorts. So it was like, it was something I'd never seen before. At least, at least and you got close. You only lost by ninety nine runs in ten overs. <laughs> exactly. How many did I get? I, I haven't got the scorecard, but the second oh, top scorer I think was ten. You you, yeah, yeah. You probably don't want to say it. Probably when I shirt the shoot first ball. I'm trying to find it, but it, oh, I've got it. I have, I have got it. Uh, you got, you got two from six. Yeah, solid. Please just try, right? <laughs> Look in there. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Liam Plunkett, um, Liam Plunkett, one over, no maidens, none for 25. <laughs> yeah, that, 
I remember that over as well. It was, I think I remember running up to him and he telling me, I, I don't know actually where to bowl. Because the wicket was, um, <laughs> the wicket was, to be fair, the wicket was like glass. It was not moving off the straight. And it was like just gun barrel. And it, it, was, it bounced perfect tight. Saying this, I, you know, I got two from six balls. So, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing myself just a shit. But it, it, it was obviously gun barrel straight. And, um, uh, yeah, they were just like the power that them boys had um, was just another level. It was just brutal, and also like the way they went about it. Like I was saying, there it shows in the in the thing. You know, I think they just they just came out with no fear and just thinking everything's going out of the park. We, we're setting we're setting to hit this out of Abu Dhabi or wherever we were tonight, <laughs> <laughs> and you know whatever else happens happens. I think if you watch the highlights after this. You watch, the, so the ground's small anyway, and you know the bat speed and stuff like that. It, it's sort of fly, you know shots are flying off for six over third man and stuff like that. It's just ridiculous. You've got to um, do some bowling attack there as well. Yes, yeah, proper bowling attack. Yeah, we had obviously T, uh, Chris Jordan, TJ, yeah. uh, uh, Liam Plunkett, Mitch uh, McLennigan. Yeah. We had Zahir Khan, obviously the, <laughs> uh, the leggy. Um, we had a proper attack, but it was just like. Whoever we brought on would just disappear. And I don't think it was the bowling, it was the batting. I was, you know, to get 183 um, in 10 overs is just, but that's the thing, it would just set the tone. Like, Poirot obviously set the tone. And then you look at, uh, Joe Russ came in and first ball, he hit six, I think, Zahir Khan. First ball, bang, out of the park. And then literally we thought, oh, here we go. And then he just didn't, he just didn't stop it in sixes from then on. He faced, <laughs> he, he faced nine balls and hit six sixes. Yeah. <laughs> literally, it was just a, it was a different level. But I think that, that was my first, going back to obviously, you know, the franchise cricket, that was my first, you know, one of my first experience of it. So obviously I've come away going, wow, like, you know, that is a whole new ball game. Um, yeah. Well, it's international cricket, isn't it, really? It's, it's, it's an international standard. Um, yeah. So I've, you know, what it did for me was it shaped the way I trained um, and the way I viewed myself as a, especially as a white ball player, completely differently. And then um, that set me up for, for obviously future comps. And thankfully, you know, I've gone since and stuff like in the Bang of the Tigers and stuff like that. And, and you know, I've done all right and done well and, and you know contributed to a few team wins, which is always nice because. It's nice to gain respect of, of you know, foreign players and other players you don't know because it's always yeah. nice to, you know, they're, they're seeing you from a, a completely neutral point of view. Um, it's yeah. not, there's no sort of bias, not that people are biased, but there's no bias going on. There's no looking at it through a mate's eyes, looking at it through a whatever eyes. It's it's just, you know, if you're good, I'll tell you you're good. If you if you not then I'll tell you you're not <laughs> then, um, so yeah so I think that's what was nice you get you get direct honest you know black and white feedback because if you're not very good they'll just they will they will think you're not very good and they'll just write you off yeah. do you know what I mean that's it yeah. you, you, know, you, won't, you won't come back and that's it so it's brutal but it's quite nice to see where you're actually at in the game which is nice yeah. and obviously on the flip side if you get good compliments from big players um and you sort of string up relationships with with big players and good players. I can't, you know, I got on really well with Andre Fletcher uh, in the Bangor Tigers West Indian player, who's 
uh, you know, goes harder than anyone I've ever seen before, including myself. <laughs> um, he is just, they call him the Spice Man, obviously, and you only have to go and watch a few clips of him batting and it's, uh, it's entertaining, you know, to say the least. So he's, uh, he was a top guy and, and, you know, Colin Ingram as well, the Bangor Tigers, people like that as a fellow lefty just really yeah. helped me out, if anything, and give you advice, experience. You know, I did a lot of work on my batting with him when I was out in, in the Bangor Tigers and he, he took one look at me and, you know, he gave me little pointers where he could help my game and it helped me in the actual tournament. Help, they help you relax as well. It's it's a great yeah. environment to be in in that sense. So, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Just just briefly, mate, um, before we move on, obviously, been with the England Lions. Saw on Twitter recently, Graham Swan had you down in his 2020 side for this year. Uh, yeah, he, he tipped you for that. How, how so? How much of a boost is that? I guess, and I'm guessing, obviously, that's the aim as quick as possible. Yeah, definitely, it's a massive, uh, it's a massive boost. I saw it obviously the other day, and you know, it's, it's again, it's one of them. It's something. It's a really nice feeling to know someone who's done so much in the game um, and so well respected, you know, in in the cricket circle, um, you know, backs you and, and likes what they see. Um, yeah, so. Something, you know, to see that is, is always nice to, to be in. And, and, you know, to be in the thoughts of, of, of people like that, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice boost, obviously, to, to yeah. want to keep training and pushing and, and working hard and obviously hopefully make that, that real one day. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, you know, you want to see that on an actual team sheet, um, for England one day. Yeah. So, um, that was, uh, yeah, I really obviously appreciated that, um, uh, from Swanee and, and, um, yeah, hopefully, like I said, it, you know, I can put it, put that into a into performances, and hopefully one day, you know, make that make that sort of come true. It's a dream for everyone, isn't it? So I think, um, yeah, it's something that obviously I'm always you're always striving for. Um, and for me, obviously, I know my at the moment my quickest probably route into that England team is is through white ball cricket. Something I've yeah. You know, done done pretty well in the last couple of years. Been pretty consistent in it in both fifty over and T twenty cricket. So uh, for me, it's just you know keeping keep my head down, keep working hard. All I can do is put performances in uh, for knots. And obviously, uh, you you know probably see, but I've been pretty unlucky with the with the England Lions tours um, up until now. So obviously, I had two of them and not played one game yet. Been injured twice. Um, which is pretty pretty frustrating, but hopefully, one, you know, when I get the opportunity and, and not, you know, again, and, and hopefully not be injured and stuff, put put performances in for knots and fingers crossed. Hopefully, the Lions and see what happens. Yeah, well, uh, just speaking of knots, mate. I think I'm not sure if you know we've had we've had quite a few of the knots lads on the podcast. We're very lucky, and um, I had a little chat with your captain the other day. I've got a chat with Mum. He wants to ask yeah. a few questions. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we went for a little bit of dirt, mate. It's not going to lie. Yeah. So, Mum wanted to know if you've still been wearing makeup in lockdown or are you going to wait until you come back out? Oh, I'd definitely be still wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> no, yeah, I knew he was going to say something like that. No, there's nothing wrong with a bit of tinted moisturiser. You know what I mean? You've got, to, you've got to look fresh. I, to be fair, I'd nick it for my missus. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> it's, it's just on the side. I just, you know, it gives you a bit of that summer glow. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great product. I'd, I'd definitely recommend it to anyone out there. If you're a bit... Keep it on the pale side, Joe. We should try and get this this one sponsored by some makeup. <laughs> yeah. You want to know how many clothes have you been buying as well? 
actually haven't been buying many clothes to be fair it's uh been pretty good on that it's um yeah <laughs> i'm normally pretty bad but obviously i don't need any any you know clothes to go out to a you know, to walk to the garden in so what i've got is is, is is more than enough but i think i'm sure obviously when i when we come out of lockdown and i start doing a bit more and we're going out and you know you know going to a few few places where i'll be buying more clothes i'm sure <laughs> Oh, the, the last thing that Mull said to me was, he is like my little brother, but his Instagram is absolutely terrible. He's not the only one who says that. To be fair, it's, uh, I love it. I, you know, I obviously, as you can imagine, I cop some stick for Instagram, but you got to keep it interested. You know what I mean? No one wants to. It's a big unfollow button. People are following it this morning, do you know what I mean? Well, they probably don't follow me as well. <laughs> Speak, speaking, of good, speaking of good social media, Jacko, you spoke to someone, didn't you? Yeah, so you, we're not done We're not done there. I had a good chat with Chris Nash as well. This is an exact quote. How did you feel batting with him in pro cricket after idolising him since you were five years old? <laughs> He clings on to us every time. I said this to him once after batting with him once. I said, oh, do you know, Nashie, this is a, this is, this is a pr- proud moment for me. You know, obviously, I've been watching you since I was nine, you know, at home for my old man. And now I've got to fulfil my dream of cricket to bat with him. He's, he's clung on to it. But yeah, it was a, oh, mate, it was a, it was a great experience and a, and a terrible experience because obviously now, you know, that's, that's all he said. He's got that on me every day. Every time I walk in the dressing room, I think he thinks I'm, I'm his hero or something like that. So, <laughs> which, is, which is good. But Nash is great. He's got a good band. <clears throat> to be fair to him. He, he also... Oh, thanks, he has. Yeah. He also said, who is your hero from youth? But I'm guessing that's him as well. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. No. I'll just, I'll, it was always, you know, Nashi was good band at home. But, you know, Matt Pryor always took it for me when, you know... Yeah. You'd you have to get Matt on it, but he, he's... Uh, yeah, you know, I, I was literally Matt was my my idol as a as a kid. You know, he'll remember obviously when I was at home and stuff like that. And he'd have been probably my age now, so he'd have been in his young twenties. And uh, he was, yeah, I literally just you know wanted whether it was to be on the outfield and get a tennis ball and play catch or whatever it was. He was uh, yeah. he was my sort of idol in that Sussex team. So yeah, sorry to Nashie for that one, but you can let him know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he asked me to ask one more. Um, who do you compare your rig to in the team? <laughs> um, it's a good question. Don't um, say your dad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, who do I compare my rig to? I don't think he's got the best rig. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, he wasn't, last year wasn't thinking it was him, was he? Oh, absolutely not. He's just, yeah, he, he has to compare us to... I don't know who he has to compare us to. <laughs> He's gonna be mean then. Yeah, you were gonna say one then. I was gonna say something, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'll probably I'll probably compare it to uh, who's got. I'll give. You no, know I'll give. I'll give him a compliment because he has got a he has got a top rig. Uh, Zach Chapel is is pretty uh, rigged up, and I'll, I'll compare myself to him. I think I'm. I'll pick up the post. He'll, he'll absolutely hate that I've said that. So I'm going to say it. We'll, fact, we'll, tag, we'll tag him in. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure one of my mates knows him actually, so I'll make sure he does find out. Yeah, get into that. <laughs> I'm pretty certain. Anyway, mate, let's, uh, let's somehow move into your best 11 then. Yeah. Uh, 
we'll, we'll start at the top with a man who everyone's had, but I couldn't figure out where you played with him, and that's Sir Alistair Cook. Yeah, so like you said, obviously you got, um, you said, you know, there's been some there's been some questionable... Yeah, that was, here, we, here we go, yeah, playing on the beach with like, the gym. Yeah, yeah that, that was it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's my first questionable one. Um, I was trying to think, you know, of, obviously I wanted to get my best opening batter in there, and I was thinking, where can I, where can I get him in? And obviously, yeah, uh, in the Caribbean, little, little nipper... Played, play with, play with a great man, obviously on the beach, which is, uh, which is a lovely, lovely experience. Um, yeah, so uh, that was uh, that's that's how he he gets in there. Obviously, I had to find any way to get him in. So yeah, on the beach in uh, maybe Antigua, I can't remember where it was, but what what yeah, I absolutely one on one bounce was it? Oh, it was one. Yeah, it was proper. Uh, yeah, one on one bounce. We had classic West Indians of sticks in for stumps. It was nipping all over the shop. You, were you going hard, were you? Oh yeah, I was getting stuck in. Yeah, I think I was. I think I was, I think I was giving him something. What, what, I've abso- what I've absolutely loved, or one of the things I've loved about this podcast is we speak to some people. Um, you know, for example, David Hussey, brilliant, gave us three squads of twelve. Reeled off, <laughs> reeled off these stats of oh, every time I played with him, you know, I think he averaged about forty-five. And you've got I sledged Alistair Cook as a youngster on a beach in Antigua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely clutching on straws, but we'll go with it. <laughs> Fine. We'll absolutely take that, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> so you got opening with you got Pujara, mate. Yeah, so sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom. Can I just interrupt, Steve? Yeah. Okay. Can you what? say? Can you say his first name? Isn't it like... No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like chest, chest war or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> chest is... Oh, chest, oh, can, you, Tom, can you say it? <laughs> chest is war. There you go. You, That'll do it. Don't yeah. know if that's right or wrong, do we, suppose? Yeah. <laughs> Just say it with confidence and go with it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what a player. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, you know, he's you know, a quality player. Came, obviously, to Notts and Ian. Um, yeah, there's a mid player to learn, learn from and chat Red Bull cricket with. He's, he's literally... You know, he prides himself on the Red Bull game and, and, and digging in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he he literally he is the the epitome of digging in. And um, so to watch him and watch him train, it, like even in the nets, the, the bloke just has no anger in him. He just doesn't hit a shot in anger. It's like the ball, the ball. It's, it's like he's batting with a sponge. Do you know what I mean? He just literally yeah. lets the ball just hit his back. And um, yeah, he was. Uh, Unbelievable to watch train, unbelievable to talk to, um, and stuff like that, which was which was great. So he definitely gets in now. Obviously. You say there, mate, he's good to talk to. When someone like that sort of comes into the dressing room, you know, with all his international ones, you just try and pick his brains as much as you can. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, everyone's a bit cautious to not just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. bombard him with information. <laughs> um, but I think I was lucky that the first game we played was away at might have been Kent I can't remember where it was but it was away and I was sharing I got a lift with him because he was he was uh, doing interviews and stuff like that after the game or after the day's play and I'm normally always the last man out of the dressing room being a keeper you know messy packing stuff away doing the makeup yeah doing the makeup yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makeup's, makeup's getting done hair's getting done you know what I mean so, so that's all going on so Pudgy Pudgy was obviously um late as well so I ended up jumping in his car with him and it was perfect to be fair for me because it was a, it was a great time obviously to get him one to one and just chat to him in the car on the way back to the hotel 
that's why I was lucky in that sense because I got to you know had that 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 moment presented itself quite easily for me quite early on. So yeah, and then yeah. obviously since then we you know you strike up a little little relationship because once you've spoke to someone like that once uh, one to one you you know you don't feel you, you, the barrier's gone then you can go up to them and sit and chat to them any time. So I. I think once that had happened, and each player have had their own time yeah. uh, to sort of pull him to one side and go, listen, mate, is it all right if I get five minutes with you just to talk about that? Obviously, it's something that you've completed. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it was it was great to get that moment, yeah. So I've got a stat here in front of me. Most balls faced by an Indian in an innings, 525 balls in one innings. And during the course of this podcast, you've referred to cricket as a form of baseball. So you listened hard to some of the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. I think the, the conversation between me and Pudgy was quite ironic because obviously you've got me, me there who, you know, I like to play my shots, obviously, as everyone knows, and I like to score runs pretty quickly. And obviously Pudgy, who is the top of, you know, digging in and... <laughs> Bide his time, you know, he, he's the perfect, he will happily obviously bat for for two days if it means, you know, winning for the team, which is which yeah. is an unbelievable mental concentration and, and yeah. willpower to have that. And that's that's one of the reasons really, because although, you know, I joke about, you know, baseball and, and smack out of the park, um, it's something that, you know, I actually really do want to do conquer and, and do well in and, yeah. and get hold of is, is that, you know, the test cricket and the, the Red Bull game, you know, it's something that's obviously the, you know, in my opinion, the hardest format of the game. Um, and it's the most testing, you know, for a reason, that's why it's called test cricket, testing form of the game. So I think it's, it's something that I don't want to be pigeonholed to and, yeah. and something I yeah. believe that I'll, I'll be able to do all three formats. So Brilliant. that's why it was, for me, it was an important chat to have with him. And anyone who's good at Red Bull cricket, just to, to keep broadening myself and learning about that side of the game and hopefully, you know, as as I get on in my career and play more of it, I'll find my way of way of impacting games and find that balance of attack and defence. Brilliant, superb. Moving on to number three, a man with four hundred or over four hundred white ball games for Pakistan, and that's Shahid Malik. Yeah, yeah. So obviously another uh, top class player. Played with him obviously in the franchise stuff and uh, in, in the PSL. Um, yeah, he was just again. Uh, an unbelievable player. Just not seeing someone make things so easy. Um, yeah. Just like hitting spin over the top, obviously, which he's renowned for. Just wherever you pitch it, it's he's over the side screen. It's gone. Like it's just he's just a ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous uh, player. And we played. What 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 nailed it for me with him, obviously, let alone his record and seeing him on TV playing and doing all the stuff he does. But seeing him close up, I was batting with him. Uh, in the PSL, and we were playing on a pretty, pretty dog, you know, doggish pitch. It was, it was hard. It was hard to tie the ball on. Maybe it was just me, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a road. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it, it was. You know, everyone. We were all struggling a little bit, and we lost early wickets, and you know, all the big dogs had struggled to time it. it you know, even Joe Rust, you know, he was an outside. He, he struggled with time, although he hit he hit 110 meter six. Apart from that, <laughs> some of the time here. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was batting, and Dwayne Bra- Dwayne Bravo was bowling, and some guy, some uh, what's his name, Sahil Tanvir. Yeah, 
So they them two are bowling obviously probably the two people you don't want to be bowling on a on a slow sort of tacky pitch, and I'm there swinging, cloffing it, getting twos and whatever. Show came in, and he literally did make it look like a road. Like everyone else struggled with it, and he came in and just the shots he played, the timing he had, like he just lay it off like past back a point before, like just completely. Like a complete awareness of where the yeah. field was and the shots he was going to play, um, like over extra cover, like proper cricket shots. And I think I watched him, and again, that's why I learned that there's room in T20 cricket, and and you know, amongst all the brutality in it, something I went away and worked on, which I've you know I brought back to franchise cricket when I played for for Bangor Tigers, was there are room for proper cricket shots as well, as well as yeah. you know. You know, baseballing out of the park, which is which is a great, you know, it's a skill to have. Um, and ultimately, something you do need. Without that, you, you know, you, you're not going to survive in the arena. Um, you know, that the room for proper cricket shots as well. Something you watch the top guy do is show him did that game, and I just sat at the other end thinking, wow, like you are a proper player. Like that is you're making this look easy. And you're making me look even worse, but I'm loving it. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so that was uh, that was a good experience playing with him. Yeah, what a player. Um, yeah. And I just spoke quite, quite a bit. Number four, Andre Russell. Yeah, obvious reasons. Uh, <laughs> obviously, right up my street in the sense of um, you know his power and his ability to to win games out of nowhere. Um, and yeah, he was just. Something about it, like chatting to him, how relaxed he is as well. Like he's such a chiller. Like he's yeah. just that doesn't he's surprise just, me. Like, he's so surprise me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything's just you know, everything's cool, man. You know what I mean? Just chill. Yeah, whatever. Um, and but I think what he does is he's watching him. You know, you watch him from afar, and you think the the guy is just an absolute man mountain. He's got the biceps size of my head, and he's like, you know, like obviously he just walks out there and just tries to bick out the park, and he can, and that's why he is who he is. And obviously he can bolt as well, of course he can. So, um, and field, uh, and field, yeah, he throws, he throws, you know, meteors and bowls rockets. You know what I mean, like, literally, he's a, he's a, he's a freak in, in nature, um, and he, and he is, he is a freak. Obviously, like getting up close to him. He, you know, the speed in which he throws a ball, it's like he is literally throwing a, a, a rocket. It's like it does not, it does not move. It's just like a jumbo, like keeping to it. He just hits your gloves like, um, and obviously bowls rockets as well and, and bangs out of the park. But I think one thing I learned from him is his nature, how calm he is. Um, like just around everything, he's, he's obviously chilled. He, he's got his own flow. He's got his own style. And then, his his way that he goes about practice as well. He doesn't fluke what he does. He practices it all. Yeah, um, yeah. So everyone, everyone he, says that, mate. When they come on, he just he's the hardest worker you'll see. Yeah, hundred percent. So in the gym, he puts the work in. So he, he's not, you know, obviously he's obviously got good genetics, but he's not naturally just big. He, yeah. he, he does pump the iron. Um, so you know, he does that, and then obviously he practices all the, you know. The, the, the freaky stuff he does in the field and hitting sixes is something he practices a lot. So it's something that he knows hands down what to do. And he told me, I obviously had a, I spoke to him and asked him about, you know, his batting. And he told me that his philosophy in white ball batting is he does look to hit the ball for 
six or four first. He he has uh, he told me that basically, um, I'm sure he won't mind me saying it, but he said he basically sets to hit the ball for a boundary every ball, um, <laughs> and that's his, that's that's all he thinks about, and it's partly to keep his mind clear. Um, he said, "This is what he said to me." He said, "Partly to keep his mind clear, because obviously the hardest thing about batting is you have thoughts, you think about the bowler, what's he going to do, and all this sort of stuff." And uh, partly as well, because he wants the intention, he wants the positivity that I'm looking to strike the cricket ball. But one thing he doesn't do, which I learned from him, is it's not in a specific area, it's anywhere. So this ball is going for four or six. I don't know where, but it's going for four or six. To be and that's his mentality. To be I, don't, I don't think I don't think that's a secret that mate. <laughs> no, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. So yeah, you have to watch him. Yeah, but it's something actually. I I I didn't. You know, when you hear it from a player like that, it it definitely yeah. it makes you think. Because as a as a batter, it, you know, there's so many times you come into bat, you might go, you might hit a six, or you might hit a four, you might hit a one or two, but you look at the bowler and you're thinking, oh, where's he gonna bowl? What's this gonna happen? What's you know? You know, you sort of overthink it sometimes, and it's it's one of the worst things in batting. Obviously, is to overthink. You want to be yeah. clear minded and yeah. have a clear plan. For him, it's easy to have a clear plan of four or six because he knows he can clear the ropes. So that's one of the things he says is he's got utmost you know confidence and belief that if they bowl it where I want it, all I know is it's, I know I can hit it over the fielders. So yes. I don't have to worry about. He's not a player that has to worry about you know. Or what if I hit it and I picked him out or whatever? You just know if you if you lob it up there, mate, it's 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 going out. So it's out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> you say you say so, there that he you know he sets up to hit it for four or six, doesn't really know where. <laughs> it's nice to know that I've got something in common with him because I don't really know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're halfway there. <laughs> He's not. Trust me. <laughs> Hey, let's let's move on. Um, number five, we've got Ravi Ashwin, mate. Yeah, obviously Ashley again at knots um, came to us both keeping to him and uh, and batting as well. You know, he uh, he came he came to us and he just he's just, he's such a student of the game and um, like he just wants to master and he already has obviously, but he's still on the mission just to master his craft and he's he's there like trying to learn off anyone and everyone and he's the first overseas I've seen like watch my net so <laughs> you know as I've, I've gone in for my you know obviously we have batting slots or whatever we're training and uh, I'm batting away and I turn around and Ash is behind me and he's just standing there watching and I'm thinking alright <laughs> <laughs> Ash you alright <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, obviously a bit like you obviously, as naturally as you do with any player like that, you want them to rate you because, of course, you do, and, and you want to impress. So I think I'm there thinking, right, okay, well, you know, I want to, and I, I, I was facing spin, which obviously was the reason why he was there. Um, and again, he, you know, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because he he was there, just watched for five or ten minutes, and then walked around the side and started chatting to me about how I play spin and. How can I get better at it and what he tries to do? And obviously, what Indian players look to do. What's my mentality? What am I actually looking to do against Red Bull? And this is obviously Red Bull spin, not White Bull spin. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the ball was turning. We were practicing because obviously we were, we were playing on predominantly turning pitches with Ash. Um, so we were producing turning practice wickets. So it was great practice. Um, 
And he'd do also, he'd come and bowl at you, which is obviously a nightmare. You get out 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd, uh, yeah, he'd obviously come and bowl at you, which is, which is something that's, you know, you think you're practicing against spin. You've got Rabbi Ashwin there as your, as your bowler to come and, to come and bowl for you to, for an hour. <clears throat> there's no better practice for a young player. It's, you know, there's me, Joe Clark, Ben Duckett, <clears throat> all the young batters, yeah. you know. Ducky's obviously got nightmares about him. That's, um, that's, that's probably why he forgot to put him in his best 11 when we did the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I think, um, you know, it was, it was, but credit to Ducky, you know, <clears throat> what better practice. You, you know, I always used to look out and, in the changing rooms and who did Ducky pull to one side every time he could was actually, Ash, can you come bowl at me, please, mate? Yeah, no worries. Because Ash just loves bowling and he, he's always messing around with new things and, just loves the rhythm of bowling. Um, so if you ever went up to him and said, oh, mate, can you bowl at me for a bit? He'd always be all over it. Yeah. So um, it was great for us as young players because you're thinking you've, you've probably got the best offspring in the world um, yeah. to come and bowl at you on a turning pitch. What better practice? You can't get... If you can face this, you can play anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just- so I think, <clears throat> yeah. Just something you mentioned before, mate, about when we talked about Swan's comments and maybe your best way in to that setup is to the England setup. Sorry, is through white ball stuff. Does someone like yeah. Ashwin kind of show that that's possible? Obviously, because he made his name in the IPL, didn't he? That's how he got going, and then yeah, keep, keeps going on. So it's kind of, it's, I guess it's more. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is more accessible these days, isn't it? To get get in that way and and then look to progress progress. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think. There's a lot of players, obviously. The biggest one I look at who's been really successful across all three formats is David Warner. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. you look at him, he was a white ball... Uh, he was branded as a, as a basically uh, a white ball bully when he slugged yeah. it, like, yeah. smacked out of the park. Uh, and he got his debut in T20 cricket for Australia, um, you know, <laughs> sort of probably around my age now. Um, yeah. And He hadn't played so a first-class game, had he? No, he hadn't played a yeah. first-class game, he, and he wasn't. You know, he didn't have any respect in the in the Red Bull game. Yeah. Um, so he's someone who looked, and then now he's probably one of the best. You know, he's in the top sort of ten best test batters in the world, isn't he? Yeah. So, um, you know, for someone like him, I I look at his the way he's gone about it, and his it's you know it's his mentality and his fierceness and competitiveness from what I see that you know, has got him to where he's, he is obviously, obviously he's got a lot of natural ability and talent, but I think he's naturally just wanted to evolve his game, which is something that I want to do. And, um, you know, you know, KP, KP would be another sort yeah. of one who's, he probably different to Warner in the sense of he was more multi-format all the way through. But I guess at that stage he, he came in, um, you know, it's, um, it was more that T20 cricket wasn't, wasn't as, as much around, was it? It was, no. wasn't as, as big. Um, so I think the Warner definitely for me is someone I look at and, you know, you think you came into T20 cricket, he came in, I think his T20 debut, didn't he, wherever it was, he just blazed it yeah. and just came in and was I just booming that, and everyone's yeah. like, wow, like, it's, you know, short, stocky lad just booming out of the park and yeah. then um, obviously evolved that I never really looked back in T20 cricket, just kept on evolving it, didn't he? And always, now he's just turned himself into an absolute T20 gun and IPL gun and all this sort of stuff. And then took that into 50 over cricket and then 50 over cricket took that into test cricket. So I think there's definitely, 
that route in, uh, and it's something that I would probably is probably the, as of now the most natural way for me to play all three formats for England, which is yeah. obviously the ultimate goal is to you know don't I don't want to be pigeonholed as one sort of player. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to hope and and I think I well I believe that I've got the ability to to play all three formats at a high level. So I think um, that's the obviously the ultimate goal. But just getting there is is a uh, will take its natural cause, I think, and all yeah. like you said, all I can do is is work hard and evolve in my game in all the, all formats, and buying into, you know, if we're playing if we're playing red ball cricket, I, I sort of fully buy myself into that. I don't think of, I'm not thinking, oh, can't wait for the T20s or whatever. I'm yeah. thinking, no, I want to. Who are we playing? Right, playing Somerset or playing Lanks? Right, who am I? Who am I facing? How can I? How can I? You know, bat for long periods of time, and, and obviously, ultimately, I've got the keeping as well. So. That's great. Yeah. I'll work on. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Um, number six, you got Shady 3D? Yeah, again, obviously, franchise cricket. Um, yeah. Another, you know, he's the king and he's the legend, <laughs> king of Pakistan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's all you can say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. You can't, he's just, it's the guy's massive. So it was just a privilege to play with him. Uh, he's a cool dude. It's very cool dude. Um, <laughs> And yeah, the guy is—he's a rock star, isn't he? He's yeah. literally just stepping out of the bus, shades on, long hair. <laughs> Girl, girls love him. <laughs> he's the yeah. who it's, Tom. Who it? Who it's it further? Him or Russell? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I'd have to say, from experience, from what I've seen, Russell. Yeah. Um, but I do know Shida Freedy can hit a, a. Obviously, Cosby do know you can hit a massive a massive ball but I think I had a funny uh, interesting well my first my first time obviously I met Afridi uh, was so obviously we were in the nets for Malta and it was my first net and um, as you do like you know it's been franchise cricket it's like not like not sort of character or anything like that you don't have um, they don't set up the practice like oh yeah. you bat against blah blah it's just like oh batters three pants on just dipping it out like you know dive yeah. in and obviously all the big dogs start putting their pads on and I'm there thinking oh, I don't want to just <laughs> jump in <laughs> you know, I'm not just going to jump in in front of someone and they're going to go who the hell's this kid what are you doing get out you know what I mean? um, so then so I was like oh well I'll just sort of you know but yeah I am here I am a batter so I'm going to put my pads on <laughs> um, so put my pads on and then the spin net was free so I was like oh Beautiful. I start to I love love pace and spin anyway, and I like starting off against spin anyway because I feel like as a wristy player it gets my hands going, yeah. um, and it's something that you know gets my feet moving. So that when I go and face the, the quick guys, which we had a few in that team, you know, Mohammed Earth and obviously the yeah. the giant. Um, <laughs> the big. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to get my feet moving against him. Um, so then, anyway, so going against the spin and. Uh, I was facing just some of the young, there was some young uh, net bowlers there, just not in our team. And then a couple of our off spinners and stuff like that, and who were the local lads. Um, so just went in to face them. And then basically, obviously, a 3D came and rolled his arm over. And he sort of came and spin that, and he just came obviously to have a, have a little bowl. And he came in and he's bowling leggings. And obviously, it's a left arm spin and leg spin. But now, uh, what you see of, of the play is. Is I like to I like to face it, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So he's coming in a bowl and he's just sort of rolling his leggies out. And I'm there thinking, do I, do I smack, do I smack him? Or, or do I just sort of, you know, give him respect and, and just knock it back? But I, you know, I really do fancy smacking it. So anyway, classic me fashion. I'm just thinking, yeah. You know, F it, I'm going for it. I'm going to smack it. So, <laughs> so just start running down. And obviously just, just oh, yeah, giving it a whack, slog sweeping it, reverse sweeping it, hitting it straight over his head. And then I, the, the bloke, literally, I thought he could have, I don't know, he just looked at me, gave me the biggest death stare. <laughs> and he just like, just stood there and smacked it, smacked one, it hit the roof and went like sort of bounce and rolled past the back stumps. And he just looked at me like I'm, like I'm basically... I don't know, an idiot. And then he's, he's, got, he's then gone off his full run. Um, and so he's, he's now not just rolling his arm over, he's now gone, right, marks his full run. He's got an umpire in, so you've got one of the coaches, umpires in. And he started bowling googlies, leggies. He bowled me his eight to mile an hour, absolute rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously, classic me, fashion, I've still stuck to my gun, starts smacking. And so, so I'm like, so then it turned into like a little battle and it was really good actually because I, thankfully, I ended up playing really well in the net. So I did, you know, I got hold of him a little bit um, and walked out and he said to me, I thought, oh, he's going to give me a bollock in here. And he sort of, <laughs> classic sort of, uh, uh, his fashion and whatever, sort of gave me the click, like, <laughs> his hands in the air. And I, I like looked up and he was like, oh, yeah. Because like, sort of, he didn't know my name at the time, obviously. Called me over. <laughs> <laughs> Called me over and then he sort of put his arm around me. And then he just said to me, you know, I love the way you play. And, um, you know, I've, you know, that's, you, love, you love the way I batted. And he's some great batting. And he said, you know, if I ever want to do any work with him, um, he'd be more than happy to, to do some work. And that was the first bit for me. I thought, oh, it was a good choice then to, <laughs> to do it. Because obviously then I, I thought, well, you only get one opportunity to show someone what you can do. Yeah, and he was obviously running that. You know, it's, you're in the Pakistan Super League. He's one of the biggest players there, but the biggest player. Yeah, and it's something that you want to, you know, if, if you've got him in your corner. And although he thought, you know, it was good because he said, and I, he said one of the biggest things he loved as well was, you know, the fact that I wasn't afraid to, as a young player, it'd be easy, like I said, to to, to take that backward step and go, yeah. oh, you know, I'm just going to knock it around against him. I don't want to piss him off. But you know, he said what he loved was. I didn't care who he was at that time. I was just loving batting yeah. and smacking it around. And he said it was great because he said we naturally got into a competition. So uh, yeah. he said that's that's great, which was which was cool. Brilliant, great insight there. Brilliant. Um, let's yeah. move, move down towards some of the seamers. We got James Pattinson. Yeah, freak. Um, <laughs> actually, freak. Just a top athlete top competitor scary bloke um, <laughs> just 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 an absolute legend on and off of the pitch I think can't speak highly enough of him he's probably one of the best players I've, I've played with I'd probably go as far as to say yeah, that he's, all the knots lads have just, said that yeah. yeah yeah he's just someone who just comes in and just offers everything like he offers energy he says it how it is he's, he's not afraid if you're not pulling your weight he will turn around and he'll tell you in front of everyone yeah. And like you know, the, I've, you know, everyone's copped a few sprays off him in that knots team, um, <laughs> and you know that's. But you you love him for it. He's he's uh he does just he all he wants to do is win, and yeah, whatever it yeah. takes to win, 
he will and obviously he bowls the speed of light and he's in your face as well as a batter and, but he's like that he's consistent he's like that in the nets so if you're facing him in the nets he will bowl at you like you're uh, you know a Somerset batter or, or a length batter he'll literally just run in and he will pepper you and if you play if you play a, a poor shot he will he'll spray you for it he'll be like I can't I can't obviously can't repeat what he does say, but you'll, you'll, let, you'll know about it. Um, and so, yeah, which is great because you know you can't knock him for his his competitive nature and and how up for it he is. And ultimately, he talks about that level of you know if you've ever played international cricket, he says you would get why I'm this competitive because you, there's no room for being soft or yeah. weak in that environment. You you've got to be up for it all the time. He's had to yeah. bowl. He's had to bowl like that to like Ponting and Clark and people like that to obviously get in teams and stuff. Yeah. Because um, he's had, you know, obviously Aussies have produced quicks for fun, haven't they? So when yeah. he's trying to when he's trying to compete again, you know, he talks about he's trying to compete against Johnson, um, you know, Hazelwood, all these people coming. Yeah. He says, oh, I've got to have something that makes me stand out. And, you know, yeah. they all bowl quick, but when they're bowling at Ponting or whenever they would picking the teams in the net you know that's they, they all go hell for leather at them don't they because they want to be picked yeah. yeah so he said you just naturally carry that over wherever I am he said I never do anything at, I never do anything at 80% if I'm bowling I'm coming for you and I'm looking to, to either the first thing he said was when he turned up to knots he said I'm either looking to hit you in the expletive knee roll or <laughs> I'm, looking to, <laughs> I'm looking to hit you in the expletive head <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's basically, that's his motto. So, yeah, pretty clear. <laughs> um, yeah, it's number eight, mate. you got Chris Reed. Yeah, obviously, uh, a big sort of mentor of mine. Very lucky to, to work with him and to have, you know, sort of um, learned a lot from him, keeping-wise. Um, you know, obviously, yeah. he, his record and, and what he does is speaks for itself. And, yeah. Um, he was just, you know, for me to be able to work with him at Knotts is just unbelievable. And, and the knowledge he's passed on and you know, I've worked with him for the last couple of years now. He comes in and we do obviously a lot of sessions together. And, he, and like I said, he's sort of one of them people for me on the end of the phone that if I ever want to chat to him about keeping or anything like that, he's, he's always there for me, which is, which is great. So, yeah, he's a, he's a given in that team. Does it... Is there a little bit of pressure taking over from someone, you know, I guess coming in as a young keeper anyway, but from someone who played for about 15 years, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There was, there was a huge, huge amount of pressure. You know, it's one of my biggest, one of my biggest worries. And I know it was one of the club's biggest worries and Reedy's biggest worries because um, I think Reedy knows firsthand how hard it is because um, he did it with, uh, who's it? Who did he do? He took over. Um, uh, good question. It's <laughs> a good question. I've gone blank. I know who it is, but I've just gone completely blank. It's probably I'm, I'm, Google now. I'm, I'm having yeah, a Google, we'll but it's, yeah. I might not find it. It's it's probably come yeah. up on the podcast a million times as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but he was like everyone that says him. Like, mate, he's obviously a great player, but he's a massive role model as well. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I think he's somebody who has been there and done it for me. He's been there, and obviously, had to take his gloves. And when you have a keeper, I think one of the hardest things is obviously that keeper normally, if you get set in a team and you're good enough, you know, you normally can do it for a career there. If, if the club's right for you and you can, you slot yeah. in, 
Uh, it's not something you chop and change all the time, is it, keepers? If you know you're looking, to, it's sort of your rock of the team. Um, and uh, obviously, really was more than good enough. So he, uh, he, you know, became he was in the walls at Trent Bridge. He, you know, he's he's part of the club. He's, he's sort of in in the history of the club. So I think the members and everyone out there. Rightly so, absolutely love Reedy. I love Reedy. The players love Reedy. So it's not just from a, a coach yeah. point of view. It's from a bowlers who've been used to Reedy for the whole career. So someone like Fletch, Borley, people like that, they've been used to bowling with Chris Reed behind the stumps the whole career. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, so since they first come in from their debut to their game now, you know, yeah. I've had Chris Reed behind the stumps. So now all of a sudden you take him out. Not that there's not that confidence, but rightly so, there isn't that same confidence because, yeah. you know, now you're replacing him with a young player. But like everything, like really would say to everyone, and really helped me out massively, was everyone's got to start somewhere. And, yeah. you know, he said, I was, that, I was that young kid who started, who, you know, was learning the trade as keeping. You know, I, he said that I was nowhere near as good as I am at the end of his career as I was at 20 at the start of my career he said I'd obviously drop more balls at the start of my career and then as you learn and he got towards the end of his career as a, as a senior pro or to the middle middle age of that prime age of when you when you obviously read out he was uh, he said of course you learn you learn as you go so um, I think that was a challenge for me luckily I, I ended up having probably my best ever my best year for knots in that first year so yeah. It was the year I got player of the season and, and everything went well for me and I did you know, I, I sort of proved myself as a keeper pretty quickly, taking taking a few good catches and I had the recognition of, you know, David De Gea which helped me out a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. That that was all good. So on the keep that was one of the best things that actually to be fair, although it was a great personal thing and, you know, cool or whatever, you know, as far as it went for, you know, Giving me the rep, you know, the recognition and, and the kudos as a keeper. That actually, this lad is serious about his keeping, and he can, he's a, he's a, he can keep. Do you know what I mean? As which is something you strive for as a keeper because you want your team to back you. Um, you're you're always striving for that time that you do miss a stumping, you do drop a catch, which every keeper does. That your team goes, oh well, he doesn't miss many, or he doesn't drop many, so it's fine. Do you know what I mean? You don't want. You want that backing that you yeah, know definitely. your bowlers know. If, if I nick him off, I back Tom to catch it nine times out of ten. So yeah. um, that helped a lot in that sense, obviously, and, and stuff like that, which which made the transition easy. And you, and the members get on your side because they go, oh well, you know, the ultimate thing is I, my biggest mission was to prove that I didn't want them to notice really had gone in, in that way, and from a keeping aspect. Um, and about an aspect but obviously more importantly a keeping aspect I didn't want them to think you know oh we're shelling catches left right and centre now he's gone yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. so that's one of my main aims and I think it helped me having that main focus um, so yeah which was which was good and really guided me through it which was nice so yeah. he was always there but it wasn't like he just disappeared yeah. he was there yeah. in the dressing room after every session all that sort of stuff which was cool yeah, so move, moving on, man with 485 test wickets, we've got Stuart Broad. Yeah, um, obviously, again, obvious pick. Um, just, I think, yeah. you know, with Broadie, me and Broadie have got a unique relationship, in my opinion, in the sense of very similar backgrounds, upbringings, yeah. uh, in the sense of, 
his dad was in the game. Yeah, of course. Uh, he grew up. He grew up around Trent Bridge. He grew up around the ground. Likewise, did I. Um, and so he's a, he's a nice person for me to go to sometimes for that that you know yeah. that experience and that advice and how did he deal with certain things and um, stuff like that. So um, as somebody who's ultimately. He's, you know, he's got that fire in him and he's got that competitive edge in him and always wants to get better. Um, he's got that element of whether he admits it now or not, he obviously knows he's got that element of uh, that flair in him. You know, as a youngster, he dyed his hair blonde, um, <laughs> you know, all, all that sort of stuff, which, you know, as he's, as he's moved on in his career, you know, obviously everyone changes and, and of course he, he's probably changed like everyone does. But, yeah, um, Naturally, you know he's got that he's got that natural sort of uh, flair in him that he wants to he wants to win games for whoever he's playing for, yeah. and his commitment to Knox is obviously second to none. So I think, um, yeah, he's he's a nice person for me to yeah definitely to you know look at and chat to and that sort of aspect. Yeah, so Blues been a mate. What's that, Carlos? Yeah, again, obvious one. Uh, watched him as a kid. Literally terrorised county batsmen as a as a ten year old. Obviously, took what was it? He took uh, something stupid over a hundred. Was it over a hundred odd wickets? Ten wickets in the season. So, right. um, so yeah, I mean, speaking to my man about him as well. Obviously, coached him. Uh, just said, you know, back in the glory days with Sussex when they when they went on to win championships and everything. And I saw some footage of him in a white ball game recently on Instagram. I think it was of the. CNG trophy or something. Um, he just, you know, he just said he people couldn't play him. He, he was just, a, you know, he, he turned up at that county championship, and for the for the next sort of three years or whatever, you know, he take consistently over a hundred championship wickets a year, and then, like he just said he was just a, an absolute, you know, freak. And um, yeah, you know, obviously I've I've again, the, you know. I've, Played under him as a head coach. I've played with him in one-on-one bouts. Yeah, I was so, going to say, right, <laughs> I, right. As you're talking, I'm googling this, and you were 12 when he played his last ever yeah. first-class game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is yeah, this is another on the loose term of played with. Um, I've yeah, so I've like I said, yeah, the actual played with in a competitive game was a one-on-one bouts game. Trust me, I was competitive. <laughs> it counts. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, that, you know, messing around and playing, uh, he always used to have time for me playing. You know, we'd go to, if we ever went to, you know, a function or whatever as a family. And, you know, I remember going to a, a charity game. Obviously, I think my old man was playing it, but Mushy was there with his family. And um, he would always find time to, you know, oh, Tom, uh, you know, let's, let's use that post as a wicket. I'll come and bowl something. Or, you know, throw some out. And I'd have my little bat everywhere. It was like, like my armour. It was like a sword in the back of my, back of my rucksack. Any time I was prepared, I was prepared just to whip it out at any time. Aye, aye. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, any, any, you know, anywhere, any place I'd be playing, I'd be playing cricket. So, um, you know, that was always great. And then, even still, when I went my first franchise, obviously, when she was there, the Punjabi legends, he'd, you know, he still got it, obviously. He'd, he'd, he'd come and bowl in the nets and, 
you know, coaching second to none and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, he gets in there without doubt. Last but not least, um, someone I think you played on your debut for Langs, and that's Jimmy Anderson. Yeah, Jimmy. Obviously, that's petrified getting to him first up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, never, you know, obviously kept in the second team, kept against some, like, obviously decent bowlers and, and good bowlers or whatever, and then went on loan to Lakes, and obviously up there with the brand new ball, hooping around corners, <laughs> and keeping obviously to Jimmy, and I'm there thinking, let alone do I want to drop one on loan with players who I don't really know. <laughs> But the last person I wanted my first drop to be in first class cricket is Jimmy Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Quiz question. And, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and uh, and obviously, um, I knew as well. He's 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 going to create a chance. I'm I'm not going to go a game here without him nicking someone off. Surely, <laughs> so, <laughs> he does it for fun. So I'm thinking, well, I better be ready. And thankfully, I got a couple of catches off him. I think my first. Be interesting to know. Actually, my first ever catch, I think, was off Jimmy. I think. Right. That's um, a, go on, in first touch wicket. Yeah, I think it was. I'm on it. Left hander. I try and find out. It might be. It was definitely. It was either first or second. Uh, I, I hope it's first. Debut. Um, <laughs> first class. Tell everyone it's Debut v, v Durham. Um, Durham. Yeah, at Southport. At Southport. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What a stat, anyway. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I hope so. It was uh, <laughs> even even the first game, do you know what I mean? No, your yeah, first well. your first catch was off Luke Proctor. Ah, oh, Procky, what are you did? Yeah, Procky. <laughs> <laughs> although although you did get in the same innings, Court Moore's bowled Anderson, and that was Paul Collingwood. Yeah, take that. That's, yeah. yeah, we'll call that one your first. I, we know Procky. Yeah. We know Procky, so we'll yeah. just ignore him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a top lad in pocket. Yeah, you know, oh. yeah he's, he's great. Uh, uh, but no, I think that game was a it was a pretty. I was thrown in the deep end just all out with that game because obviously, like I said, the keeping aspect. My first, one of my first, obviously, catches, obviously, beside no offense, Procky. <laughs> side Procky's <laughs> lovely delivery that he just ran in and nicked him off. Um, <laughs> uh, was obviously that catching Paul Collingwood off Jimmy's bowling. So. For me, as a young lad at, at 18, sort of, you know, coming into first-class cricket, it doesn't get any better than that. You know, I've caught Paul Collingwood off Jimmy Anderson's bowling yeah. in a first-class game. And then, ironically, coming into bat, my first ever ball in first-class cricket, I was dropped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was bowled by Graham Onions. First ball round the wicket, Graham Onions ran in, bowled. Sort of, to be fair, it was an absolute, it was an absolute peach of a delivery. How hard were you going? <laughs> <laughs> I actually wasn't. I was just trying to see it. Uh, and uh, just obviously played like a forward defence, nicked it, and ben, it was to Ben Stokes at third slip. And it was an act. No, to be fair, no slip catch is a is a dolly. That nothing, nothing behind the wicket. Obviously, if you field it behind there, it's nothing's easy. Um, so it, I would never say it was a dolly, but as slip catches go, it was straight in. Um, and I was so thankful because he, does, he doesn't drop many, does he? No. Obviously, you see, we've seen him catch him, but thankfully to him, you know, he put it down. Um, <laughs> and I've just watched it. So as I've nicked it, obviously I think, oh no. And I'm like, it's almost like in slow motion and I'm watching it go straight and I'm watching obviously Stokes. I'm thinking he's just going to swallow this. Uh, like, like he's there and he's just gone boom, in and out. 
And I think after that, you know, he, he got a bit angry and he, he sort of loved the ball on the ground and he, he was on he was on next to ball as well, first change. And I'm thinking, oh, he's going to take it out of me now. <laughs> um, which I think he did a little bit. He, he hit me, in the, he sconned me, I think he hit me on the outside. Um, so, uh, but oh, I mean, that game and, as a package was a great game with Jimmy, obviously Stokes playing, Graham Onions, Paul Collingwood, um, all these, all these obviously high quality players. As my first, you know, time into a game, you know, to face people like Stokes and, and Graham Onions and stuff like that, yeah. and then obviously to keep against Jimmy um, was was a wicked experience. It was obviously it was obviously daunting at the time, but you're straight in there. That, that this is this is proper first class cricket. It's not like you know you're facing international bowlers. And Jimmy Jimmy was coming back, getting ready for. Uh, the next series of Test Cricket and obviously Stokes was as well so he wasn't holding back so I think um, it was a great experience to be able to be thrown into that as well as pretty daunting getting hit on the lid a few times and getting <laughs> dropped by him was lovely yeah, it's, it's not like it's not like playing cricket on the beach with Cook is it but mate you know what the uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, Tom, Tom, great side there mate but before we let you go I've got a little quick fire round for you might be okay, a good, good chance to get some uh, to back on payback on your not teammates. Yeah. Who's the in the not dressing room, worst dressed? Uh, I'm gonna go for Chris Dash. <laughs> I knew that was coming at some point. Hundred <laughs> percent. Where's just room? like a fossil. <laughs> Where's roommate? Where's roommate? Uh. Worst roommate would have to be. Well, I only really room with with one bloke a lot of the time before he went to Lanks, which was Luke Wood. Yeah. So he's not my. He's he's the worst and the best. The Fair best. Because obviously, we were best mates, and you know, love him to bits. But then the worst because we uh, we're polar opposites in the sense of he's a, he gets up at literally the crack of dawn, like sunrise, five in the morning. And he puts his speaker on, no, no, like oh. sort of gradual wake up. Speakers on. Coffee <laughs> is made in the morning, which is great. You know, he'll make me one as well. Probably too early for me to drink it. But <laughs> I am the, I'm the polar opposite. I'm the worst morning bloke there is, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, and he'll, he'll, he'll tell you that if you, if you ever speak to him. So I think um, he's the best, but also the worst because we in the mornings. He, he was there playing. He's in the same music as me, so he'd be playing some sort of hip-hop R&B tune blazing it out at 5.30 in the morning and I'm there thinking what is going on <laughs> who's uh, Tom who's, who's got the worst chat on the pitch worst chat on the pitch I'll give it to Maul because he never says anything because he's too scared <laughs> really you've got to text him nasty who's, who's got the worst chat on a night out uh, worst chat on a night out would go to uh, Jack Blavowick. Brilliant. Two more. <laughs> away, f- away from uh, the not stuff. Where's your favourite ground to play at, mate? Uh, I'd have to say favourite ground. I'd have to say I'd have to probably say Old Trafford. Actually, it's a, it's a main, main place to play. Brilliant. And last question for you today, Tom. Best tees, and you can't say Lords because everyone does. So we want something different. <laughs> uh, best tees. Uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it to the lads at Trent Bridge. I'm going. Yeah, I think 
R-O-N-T-E-W. Laws obviously is a restaurant. So if, if, if Laws is Laws is that, then you know the lads at Trembridge, we get looked after well. We get pretty much anything, anything we want. Um, we get you know food's great as well. So and they're adaptable for for certain fussy eaters like myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to I'll give it to Trevor Trevor Natu, the chefs of Trebridge, their colleagues. Superb. Well, yeah, that is that is everything from us, mate. That is that is just an incredible insight. We got a bit of a, a bit of everything in there. I'm gonna have to sit down and yeah. figure it out. But I'm just think, I'm just thinking back to when we do stick this out. Just stick a tweet up for what you said early doors. Tom Moore's I don't fear the head coach. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But other than that, mate, um, that is yeah, that's everything from us, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, big, big thanks again, mate, for your time. Some great insight there. Even someone I want bouncing cookie on the beach and stuff, mate. But honestly, mate, thanks a lot. Thanks, yeah, th- no, th- right, thanks, th- Cheers, lads. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, well, everyone, for listening. Yeah. Check out our website, academynorth.co.uk, and we'll be back with some more podcasts as well. Cheers again, Tom, and thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Cheers, guys. Cheers, lads. Cheers.